Today's message is expectation as joy. Anticipating or expecting something in the future can bring a sense of joy for us now in the present. We're going to look at one of these great Christmas passages in Scripture out of Luke chapter 2 that underscores this sense of expectation and joy. So if you want to turn uh, in your Bibles, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20, or it'll also be up here on the screen. I'm reading out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This episode in Scripture is filled with expectation, and it's filled with joy. And the main point of what I'm trying to teach today and this morning is that expectation as joy is the expectation of the future brings joy in the present. Our expectation of the future can bring and provide for us joy in the present. Anticipating something can fill us with a sense of hope and optimism. From this passage we looked at, the shepherds themselves, they heard the news from the angels that the birth of the Lord, a Savior is coming. And that was great news for them and filled them with great joy. And then from that, they went and encountered Jesus. I was thinking about this for us sort of modern people. And so I was talking with uh, one of the guys from our church. His name's George. If you were here last Sunday, George talked about uh, George shared something in service about reunion and getting together with people. And George is, is uh, not here this, mo- uh, this Sunday because he's um, connecting, uh, reconnecting with his dad right now. But one of the things I was talking with George about, some of you guys know George and Sue Wen and their family. 
they've got two boys, and Darren and Justin, and they're boys. They've grown up. They've been a part of our church for a while. So those boys are now off at college. And I was talking to George, and, you know, they're empty nesters now. And I know for some of you guys, especially if you've got young kids, it's like hard to imagine, like, how is that ever going to happen? But it, it happens, you know, you, you kids get older. So George and Suen, they're empty nesters. Their kids are away at college and uh, Southern California and Indiana. And so I was talking to George, and I said, hey, George, are your, are your boys coming home for Christmas? And he goes, oh, yeah. You know how George talks. He goes, oh, yeah, they're coming home, they're coming home. And I said, so how was that for you and Suan? I mean, you know, are you guys happy about that? Are you guys like, what do you think? And George was like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And George had so much joy thinking about his kids coming home. And I don't know, maybe bringing all their laundry or, you know, whatever you do after your first year of college or whatever. But George was filled with so much happiness, so much joy, thinking that his, his boys, after you know, his time in college, are going to come back at Christmas time. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That, that you've got, it's not now, the boys aren't here yet, but he's expecting the boys to come back. And as he anticipates their return, it fills him with a lot of joy, thinking about them coming. Here's a reflection question for you. In your life right now, this Christmas, all this stuff is going around, shopping and whatever, events coming up or whatever. This Christmas, what are you expecting that brings you joy? Is there something in your life, not that brings you fear or stress or worry, I mean, you know, that... For thinking about joy and expectation in your life, this Christmas, looking forward to something, is there something that brings you joy? Perhaps uh, one of your like love languages is gift giving, and maybe you're one of those like procrastinators. You get all your Christmas shopping done early, and and you have found like the perfect gift for somebody. And, and, and you are, you're so excited, you've got it already, and you, you, took, you, know, you picked out the wrapping paper, you wrapped it up really nicely, and you put a little card, you got their name on it, and, and it's sitting under like maybe a tree or you know, on a shelf, and you're, you're excited for this gift because you know who you're going to give it to, and, and it's ready, and, you, and you're so excited when you get to give it to them, and even more excited when they get to open it and receive your love and care and thoughtfulness because because that's your love language. You're anticipating they're opening it, but it gives you joy now. Or or maybe you're like me and, and, you know, you really like to get presents and you're like, yeah, and maybe like where you are, like there's a gift with your name on it, and you're like, that's cool, and um, 
right? You're not supposed to like open them, right? But everybody knows like the tricks, right? You steam open the tape and all that stuff. But, and, but you're not supposed to open it, really, till Christmas, right? You're not supposed to open it till Christmas. But it's an expectation that this is your gift. You're going to get to open it at Christmas. But it fills you with joy right now. It fills you with joy because you're expecting you're going to get to open this. Now, let me say something about people. And, and this is a little bit, a little bit more, uh, it might be a little bit more intense, but this also applies to people when we think about this expectation as joy, an expectation of the future bringing joy in the present. And um, could you, can you bring that next slide up just to, because as I share about this and how I think this applies to people, I'd just like you guys to kind of look at this slide and see. Expectation of the future brings joy in the present. In personal growth, in our own growth, and, and whether you're a follower of Jesus Christ or not, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, or maybe just exploring Christianity, I think this happens in human development, in, in human maturity. We all struggle with our own shortcomings. Right? We all struggle with our own shortcomings, the, our own gaps in our character. And then we also, at the same time, we struggle with the shortcomings of other people, the gaps in the characters of the people that are around us, um, our addictions, our brokenness. Um, in, in church language, we talk about sin, the things that are broken in our lives, um, and then we can live with that, a lot of judgment, a lot of condemnation uh, for ourselves. And then we can live with a lot of frustration and bitterness towards other people. And sometimes for Christmas time, it brings up anxieties because it's going to bring us into proximity with people that maybe we experience some of the brokenness or they experience our brokenness. And there's, there's, this, there's this tension. When we consider expectation as joy, and we think about that with respect to people, it actually moves us to look towards a future expectation of wholeness and healing and goodness in our own lives and in the lives of other people. Joy is anticipating the day when we have overcome, when we are transformed. Now, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, we talk about transformation all the time. That following Jesus, receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior, being transformed by transforming friendship, with the Trinity, with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we ourselves become like Jesus. And that in Christ, being forgiven, being loved, we will be made whole and healed and restored. When the gaps in our character give way to what is truly beautiful in Christ, when our fears give way to courage, when hate gives way to love, when our darkness gives way 
to light. That is what we are celebrating when Jesus, the light of the world, comes into the world and into our lives. As we walk as followers of Jesus, we walk both in the now and the not yet. And we expect with joy that Christ will come to rule and reign in humanity and also in us. That's the expectation. In teaching, and and some of you guys know that my background's in teaching, in teaching and working with kids and working with students and uh, junior hires and even high schoolers, it's pretty easy in a classroom setting to catch kids when they're doing something wrong, right? You're trying to teach, and these kids are all over. He's like, sit down, stop talking, don't hit that person, stop, don't, hey, sit down, don't write on the board, don't run to the, no, you can't go to the bathroom, no, 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 stop eating paste, you know? <laughs> oh, right, all this stuff, you catch kids doing bad. But it's, what's been a found effective for working with kids, working with students, and I think it's effective working with adults, is you catch people when they're doing right. You catch people when they're doing good, and you call that out. There's one teacher that I heard about that would walk around, walk around the classroom, and would say, I'm listening for brilliance, people. And so kids would be talking, maybe in discussion groups or working on a little project. And he'd be, I'm listening for brilliance, people. And he'd hear something and go, that's a great comment. That's a good insight. Wow, that was very creative. Wow, well done. Way to bring your team together. He'd say, I'm listening for brilliance, people. That's how it is with people and with followers of Jesus Christ and us becoming like him. It's not the gaps in our character or the brokenness in our lives that's most important. It's most important that the brilliance of Jesus Christ is more and more, little by little, evident and being realized in our lives. It's like, it's like I could walk around the church and go, I'm listening for Jesus, people. It's like, and I go, wow, you were really generous there. That's fantastic. Wow, you're really compassionate there towards someone who felt like an outsider. That's just like Jesus. Wow, you really welcomed that person. That's just like Jesus would have done. Wow, you were really patient there. You were patient and loved that person, just like Jesus would have loved them, right? That's what we're listening for. We're listening for Jesus and the brilliance of Jesus to shine through our lives. Are we perfectly and completely 100% like Jesus? No. No, we're not. We're not completely healed. We're not completely whole. Um, Not yet. And as a church community, we're, we're striving to be authentic and real with each other so that we can walk with each other 
and love each other in the midst of authentically who we are. And we're not, we're not completely whole yet. We're not completely mature in Christ. But we anticipate a future when we all are. We will be made perfect and holy just as he is. And we can expect that. We can count on that. We can anticipate that. And that can fill us with joy now. Anticipating the wholeness and the goodness that we have. As we walk as Jesus' followers, we do walk in the now and the not yet. We walk in a world now, and we can expect with joy that when Christ comes to rule and reign, he will be the Savior that we all need. Every year we retell the Christmas story. We name God's good gift, Jesus, the Savior for all humanity. And that fills us with joy now. Also anticipating expectation for God to rule and reign and transform us and make us to be like him. I want to uh, uh, move now, just thinking about expectation as joy, into a very short time where we could share here, if we want to. I'm going to pull the round table out for the question that I asked earlier. This Christmas, what are you expecting that brings you joy? And I don't know what it is for you. And um, Sarah, yeah, could you turn on the the main lights? That's cool. What we do with the round table, if you're new, is we invite one or two people to come up and just as a community, share the answer to this question so that we can continue to get to know each other, walk with each other in this. This Christmas, what are you expecting that brings you joy? It could be a reunion like George and Sue Ann, anticipating their boys coming back. It could be um, a gift that you're going to give or receive. Or it could be in the arena of growth, personal growth, either in yourself or somebody else that you've seen. That maybe it's just a bit of a struggle, but you can see where they're going. You can see their maturity. You can see their goodness. You can see the brilliance in them. And that fills you with joy now. So somebody, um, maybe one person, maybe two people want to come out. So yeah, (laughs) got you. All right. You know, as a pastor, you're used to rejection. So that's all right. I see cowboy coming up behind me. So this is, uh, this is Cowboy. Why don't, we just, why don't we just go with this? So Cowboy, I don't know. Not everybody knows you. You're kind of new. Um, my legal name is Charles Gibson, like Good Morning America. All right. Let me pass this on to you. Um, now, what we do is um, we, uh, because we record this and it goes on the website, are you okay with this being recorded? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Okay. So Charles or Cowboy? Okay. So Charles, um, got to know you a little bit. You're friends with Royal and Melinda. Extended family. Extended family. 
with at the potluck, um, and he came and helped us set up and put the lights. So there's worse things you could do than a good deed. Yeah, absolutely. So let me let me hear me. So this Christmas, what are you expecting that brings you joy? To finally have somewhere where it's all right to be. Mm. You know, um, I left home at seven, and I basically didn't have a family after that, mm. and recently lost my my dog. Um, I had to put him down about a month ago, and uh, you know I was always struggling to have somewhere where it's all right to be. You know, somebody to do for. You know, yeah. and uh, Royal and Linda opened up their heart and their home and you know, gave me a place to work from. Because if you have nothing in your life, then it's hard to get anything else. Yeah. You know, if you don't have family, there's a lot of other things you don't have. Right. And you know, they gave me a place to be able to work from and to be able to you know, feel like I matter. And to, you know, yeah. So that, to be able to be somewhere. Priceless. It's like like my son. You know, he's priceless. And yeah. I don't say the day he died. I say the day he became one with life. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for sharing. I think that's true for every single person to need to and find a place to be. To feel like it's all right to be. Yeah. You know, humans trying to be human beings. Yeah. Just be finding a place where you can be. Yeah. There's worse things you could do than a good deed, and swear words don't add to you or the validity of what you're saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I try not to swear, and I know a lot of us struggle with that, because if you do it willy-nilly, then it takes away from the power of the word. Yeah. Words have power, and the ones you choose, you know, sometimes you can slip up, and it could be the difference of getting a job and not, yeah. just because you stop noticing when you're swearing too much space filler you know, if I have to think about when to listen then what the person's saying isn't important enough to them to come up with a more colorful word yeah. you know, so hey well let me um, let me at least uh, pray for you and thank you for sharing but also um, let me uh, pray for you guys Royal and Melinda the place to be that's a pretty awesome way to say it so yeah, um, Kelly, Charles, let me pray for you. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for this morning, and I thank you for my brother and for him sharing. I thank you, God, that you have given him a place to be this Christmas. I thank you for Royal and Melinda, their love, their generosity, and their heart to be faithful and to follow you. God, I pray that for us as a community that you would help us both to find a place to be in you and to be a place where others can find their home. We give you thanks, Jesus, that we have a home and can be in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Charles. Thank you.